This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. And it says in John 10.4, John 10.4, the sheep follow him for they know his voice. They knew his voice. It is I. And they knew his voice. And not only that, they knew that he was with them. Just like it says in Psalm 91.15, Psalm 91.15, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Just like it says in Hebrews 13.5, Hebrews 13.5, for he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And just like it says in this wonderful passage in, in, in Isaiah 43.1, Isaiah 43.1, Thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. When thou, pa- when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. See, in that passage, three times the Lord used the word through. We would like the word from. Take me from the waters. Take me from the fire. But the Lord said, through. Isaiah 41.10, Isaiah 41.10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. All they needed, and they knew it, was just what Moses said in Exodus 33, 15. Exodus 33, 15, he said unto them, he said unto him, Moses said to God, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. Okay. So now he's there, and Peter decides to advance himself. Peter? Can't be Peter. It is. It's Peter. So he advances himself in front of the disciples in, in, uh, in verse 28, verse 28, 
Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Not bid us, but bid me. Peter didn't say, he didn't say, we're all going to come to you. He said, just me, just, just ask me to, to come. And by the way, Peter did not say, I'm a coming, but, but, he, but he said, bid me come. Ask me to come. And that's how it should be with our walk with God. We, we shouldn't thrust ourselves out to God, but we ask God to ask us to come. And the Lord agreed with Peter and said in verse 29, verse 29, he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. So Peter now steps out of the safety, whatever safety there was, but still it was a place of safety, the safety of the boat. He steps out of the boat and he walks over the jaws of death because that's what the, the waters were. They were the jaws of death. And that's such a picture of the gospel. All a sinner hears from Christ is just come. And the sinner comes stepping out of his safety zone. And sometimes it's a, it, it, it's a real step into the jaws of death, especially from a Jewish family's perspective or some, most, many Jewish families. And he steps, and, and the sinner steps over the world, the jaws of death of the world. He steps, he, he tramples on the world under his feet. And he comes to Christ. And he's, he's, he's not sinking into the world. And the world is not overwhelming him like the water. And, and Peter's just walking over the water. And the sinner walks over the world. And he, he's going to Jesus. And Jesus supporting him as he's going. He doesn't know it, but he's being supported by Jesus, as it says in Psalm 68, 63.8. Psalm 63.8. My soul fo followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. As, as, as the Lord told Israel about when he brought him out of Egypt, and he said, let me tell you what just happened. He says to Israel in Exodus 19.4, Exodus 19.4, I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. And this is what's happening with Peter, and it's so great for Peter. He's walking on the water just like the Lord did until, verse 30, verse 30. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Peter, what happened? What happened, Peter? He saw the wind. As long as Peter kept his eye on the Lord, I'm going to Jesus, he was not afraid, and he was walking on the water. But when Peter took his eyes off the Lord and looked at the trouble, looked at the wind, he became afraid, and he became what the Lord calls later little faith, little faith. How exactly was Abraham, the father of faith, how was he able to not be weak in faith? How was he able to not be of little faith when he was told that he would have a son when he was 100 years old? Nobody in this room, you're getting close. <laughs> Sam, you're going to have a son. <laughs> Betsy. <laughs> Yeah. So how is it that Abraham was not weak in faith? It says in Romans 4.19, Romans 4.19, and being not, this is Abraham, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. You know, I mean, you know, the other day I finished a class and I went, 
<sighs> and Betsy came up to me and says, it gets worse. <laughs> and can you imagine all the <sighs> that Abraham was going through? And it says there, he was not weak in faith because he didn't, he didn't consider his own body. He considered God. And what caused Peter to lose faith and to sink in the water? He considered the wind. Peter considered the wind. Boy, you look how big that bad, bad that wind is. That's terrible. Look at those waves. Again, I remember the time uh, I, I thought I was not going to make it in the middle of the Loretto when we were trying to get back from, uh, from Carmen. And, uh, and, and there were nine-foot waves. And it was just crashing over us. I, it was the one I thought my cell phone is gone. I was just soaked, and we hit one wave, and I don't know where I was, but I was in the air, and I thought, I'm in the water. Well, I fell in the boat. But he considered the waves. I was considering the waves at that time. But Peter considered the waves and the wind. And when he did, he cries out, Lord, save me. That's a good prayer. That's a great prayer. Lord, save me. That's a good prayer. Lord, help me. That's a good prayer. Lord, be merciful to me. That's a good prayer. You know, it's not a good prayer. Luke 18, 11. Luke 18, 11 is not a good prayer. God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, even as this publican. That's, not, that's a bad prayer. So Peter just, just didn't just say, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Would you just please save me? It says in, in verse 30, in verse 30, he cried saying, Lord, save me. It's not what Peter said, Lord, save me. It's how he said it. He cried. It's not just what the Lord said in prayers. It's how the Lord Jesus prayed those prayers in Hebrews 5.7, Hebrews 5.7, the Lord, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears, unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. Though he were a son, he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. He prayed with strong crying and tears. And, it, and if we just feel afraid, then we'll just cry. But if we feel dependent on Christ, then we'll cry to him. Now, not just to cry, but to cry to him. And to be saved is to cry from the heart to him. And, a, and until a person cries from his heart to him, until a person finds himself sinking in his own sins, he won't cry to the Lord. He won't cry to the Lord to be saved. But when Peter cried, he said, Lord, save me. And when, when, when he did that, Peter tapped into this spring of the meaning of his name, Jesus. Peter tapped into the name Jesus because, because Matthew 121, Matthew 121 says, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And the Lord didn't just let Peter sink in his unbelief that he was not happy about. He said, uh, he said, uh, uh, Oh thou little faith, and wherefore is this? He, he said that. But, but even though he's in that state of unbelief, it says in verse 31, verse 31, immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? So the Lord catches Peter with his hand 
That's the same hand he talked about in John 10, 28. John 10, 28, when he says, I give them eternal life, they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. He's got them by the hand, he catches them. Peter's strength was too weak to bring Peter to, to, bring Peter to Christ. But the Lord's strength was strong enough to bring Peter to Christ, to bring him to himself. And this is a scene for us that's very important because it's a picture of when, when our faith is weak and our faith fails and our own strength is too weak to bring ourselves to Christ, then the Lord's strength is strong to bring us to him, says in 2 Timothy 2.13, 2 Timothy 2.13, if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. And, and the Lord didn't want Peter to just be in that state. He didn't want Peter to walk around and say, oh, well, I'm just little faith. I'm just, that's just me. I just don't believe well. I mean, help thou my unbelief is my constant prayer. But he said to him in, in verse 31, oh, thou little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Little faith doubts. That's what little faith does. It doubts. And the Lord, out of love to Peter, great love, he says, wherefore, Peter, why? Or as Pastor Jim used to say, what in the world? He said to Peter, would you consider, Peter, why you doubted? And why did he do that? Because he loved Peter, because it says in Revelations 3.19, Revelations 3.19, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. So this history now with Peter, he's, he's saying, Peter, Peter, focus on this. Focus on what you just did in this, because Peter, I, I, I'm not going to tell you this now, Peter, but what happened is prophetic, and it's going to happen to you again later, Peter. Now, Peter, there was a storm on the lake. Think about it. Because, Peter, you need to know this, because later you're going to be in another storm of Roman soldiers around you in a hall of justice that's just pilots. And now, Peter, you're self-confident in your ability to outdo your fellow disciples when, when, when you left them in the boat and you stepped out alone out of the water. But later, Peter, it's going to be your self-confidence to outdo your fellow disciples in faithfulness when you're going to say in Matthew 26, 33, Matthew 26, 33, Peter answered and said unto him, though all men shall be offended because of thee, yeah, well, I never be offended. And now, Peter, it's your fear and it's your falling, your falling faith as you see the strong winds and you see yourself sinking in the water. But later, Peter, it's going to be a trial of Jesus when you're going to be accused of just knowing me. In Matthew 26, 73, Matthew 26, 73, after a while came unto him that stood by him and said to Peter, surely thou art also one of them. Thy speech bereath thee. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. Immediately the cock crew, and Peter remembered the word of Jesus, which said unto him before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. Peter, now it's the hand of Jesus which is rescuing you Later, it's going to be the hand of an angel that's going to say to you in Mark 16.6, Mark 16.6, you seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He's risen. He's not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. Peter had to fear what Winston Churchill said to fear. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. It's not the storm of troubles in our lives we have to fear. It's only our weakness of our faith in those storms that we have to fear. And finally, finally, it's over. The wind has ceased in verse 32. Verse 32, when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Now, the word then in verse 32 is very important. 
because it means the wind did not cease when the Lord caught Peter out there. The wind did not cease when they walked together back to the ship. It was only when they got in the ship that the wind ceased. The storm storm didn't stop when Peter cried, save me. What happened is that Peter got a hand from the Lord and they walked together through the storm. Just like that verse in, 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 in Isaiah, I'll be with you through the fire, through the waters, through the flood. It's like kind of like our life. Uh, the storm doesn't stop in our lives until we get into the boat of heaven. Then it stops. And, but yet we pray, Lord, help, help me by making this storm of trouble stop right now, if not sooner. And, and, and the Lord catches us in the storm. We walk together. We walk together with him through our storm. And that's why the words are so important in verse 32. Verse 32, they were come into the ship. The Lord's walking on the water, and, 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 and Peter says, come, and the Lord's walking, and then, they, then he takes Peter, and they both together get in the ship. He could have just continued walking on the water. The storm could have stopped. He could have just continued walking on the water to the shore. He chose to enter into the ship. He chose to get into the ship. Why? He wanted to be with his disciples he didn't say, you guys stink, you don't smell good, you don't, you know, you don't, you don't believe good, you know, I'll just walk on the water, you just say you're about it. No, he wanted to be with them. He wants to be with us in our lives. And looking back on Peter in his self-confidence when he left the other disciples in the boat, and Peter had this air of, now just watch this, boys, and I'll show you what I can do. I can walk on water too. Why, you boys, you boys just stay back in the safety of the boat. That's where you are and you're in kindergarten. But I'll show you what real courage looks like. Watch me now. And then Peter sunk. But Peter returns to the boat. And when he returns to the boat after that watch me now speech, he was humiliated. And and you can imagine the disciples saying, is that how you do it, Peter? He just sunk out there. You know, it, it reminds me of the time when I, when I wanted to show Russell Bronley. Who remembers Russell Bronley? Gene? Anybody else? No? Donna, you don't remember Russell Bronley? No? Clint? Okay, well, Russell used to come here to the chapel. And Russell, if you have to know Russell to understand what I'm saying. Russell does not get excited about anything in life. That's Russell. And I wanted to change that one day. And so I got, I think, I, 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 Russell's a Jewish believer. And, and so I wanted to get Russell all excited about sailing. So I wanted to show him how to sail a 14-foot boat in the San Diego Bay, which was my Lido 14. And so uh, I, I, was, I, I was being a show-off on that day. So we launched the boat uh, off the boat ramp in Shelter Island. And I, I, I came up with this really, I thought it was an ingenious way to get the boat from where you just launch it in the water over at the dock so we could board it, see? And I wasn't going to get in the boat and try to paddle the way over, so I, I had this very ingenious way of I attached this 100-foot thin rope to the bow of the boat, see? And so when I pushed the boat out into the water with nobody in it, off the trailer, I ran around the rocks and I got over to the, 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 to the dock and I pulled the boat in, see? And the boat followed me and I thought, look at that, Russell. You see how you do it? That's what I said. Russell, you see how you do it? That, that was actually the first time I ever did that, okay? 
and and that rope method of pulling the boat back to it. And and so and and then uh, next thing I, I wanted to show Russell how you get in the boat. The boat's now at the dock. But there was just one problem that I didn't think of. The, in the past, whenever I launched the boat, I'd be in the boat, and the first thing you do when you get in the boat is you immediately put the centerboard down in the middle of the boat for stability. But this time I was not in the boat, and I forgot about that, and the centerboard was not down, and that was a very important step. So I stood on the, do the, the, the dock by the boat, and I didn't realize that the boat was not steady in the water because the centerboard is down, and I announced to, to Russell, this is how you board the boat, Russell. And I put one foot on the bench of the boat to get in, and, and I started to shift my weight. And at that time, the boat did this tremendous rollover, and I fell in the water. <laughs> so, so there I am in the water, San Diego Bay, in a dock, a public dock. And, you know, they really don't make ladders there for you to get out of the water. You're not supposed to be in the water. And so I'm, sitting, I'm, I'm floating around the water, and I... I, I don't remember how I got out. Somehow I had supernatural strength to get myself out of the water. And, and I'm standing there soaking wet. And Russell just stood there and he said, is that the way you do it? <laughs> <laughs> and I felt just like Peter with the other disciples saying to Peter, is that the way you do it? Pretty humiliating day for me and Peter. But... The lesson was learned, after all, not on the dock. The lesson was learned, learned over there in the, in the classroom on the Lake of Galilee. And it all came home in verse 33. In verse 33, when then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. So this class, this lesson on the Lake of Galilee, it broke the ice. It broke the ice of worshiping Jesus as God. And, and this was the first time that the disciples worshiped Jesus as God. First time it says this, that they worshiped him. And this classroom on the Lake of Galilee was successful because of that, because the disciples learned more lessons on the Lake of Galilee just to add to the lessons they learned on the classroom of the hill. And, and, the, and just like on the classroom was on the hill, the disciples would remember what they came to understand on the classroom on the lake from the words that they heard, just like on the classroom on the hill, the words that they heard that day on the lake, words of, it's a spirit, and they cried out for fear. They learned about fear. Words of, be of good cheer, it is I. They learned about his presence. The, the words of, be not afraid, they learned how to overcome Lord's, words of, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come to thee. They learned how to ask. Lord's, uh, words of, come. They learned about the great invitation. Words of, Lord, save me. They learned about the best prayer. L words of, O thou of little faith. They learned what to fear. Words of, wherefore didst thou doubt. They, they, they learned about learning from their mistakes. Words of, of a truth, thou art the Son of God. They learned about the deity, deity of Christ. So we've joined the disciples today in this distance learning on the classroom of, of the lake. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for, Lord, being so patient with, with your disciples and with us, Lord, to, to help us to learn. And do, Lord, we do uh, want to learn. 
and we want to understand and we want to remember. So help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.